Somebody better know it in this house this morning. I I, I don't know, uh, Brother CJ, <laughs> but it's good. It's all right. <laughs> good to have you in the house, Reverend Denise, and using the gift that the Lord, the Lord himself reached down and gave you a long, long time ago. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bless the name of our God. Let us pray. Father God, truly, it's in the name of Jesus that we are able to sit, stand, walk, run, breathe, oh God, <laughs> the breath of life that you, oh God, have given to each and every one of us. Lord, now it is time for us to go to your word that the people may hear and receive that which you have decided in this time and this season would be theirs for the deposit. Now, God, let them know that that the that even though that the the flower withers and the and the and everything else might fade, but your word will stand today and forever. And it's truly in the name of Jesus that we pray this morning. Amen and amen. I am going to start out just a little bit this morning, uh, by way of reminder, just so you know where we are in. Our series, you all know that we have been for the last two weeks, so this makes the third week that we've been looking at the Life Series. That's capital L, capital I, capital F, and capital E. Um, so the saying goes, such is life. Yes, yes, yes. We know many of us have probably uttered those words uh, here and there. Uh, and as we are doing this uh, Life Series, uh, we wanted you to know uh, that life, of course, uh, has its share of good and bad. Amen, somebody. Uh, somebody say sometimes it's cloudy and sometimes it's sunny, sometimes it's rainy, sometimes it's windy, sometimes it's snowing. It's doing all kinds of things uh, in our life. But we came to tell somebody that when God is in it, that means in your life, um, that the good will outweigh your bad. Somebody better grab that. I'm already helping somebody. I remember the old songwriter said, and people still sing it today, that all of my good days really do outweigh, come on, uh, my bad days. So guess what? I won't complain. Uh, when God is in it, y'all, you can win it. Yes, you can, because we know that God is the source and the strength of our lives. Yeah, I believe I could probably stop there and take my seat, because I want you all to know, though, that that he is the one who can help us, to, and he can move us even in our pain, in our misery, and even our strife. You all know, because our 
God is. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we hope that you have heard us thus far in our life series. We started out with L, and we reminded you all that the word, that the letter L uh, stood for love, and we uh, looked at the love of God and compared it to the love of people, and we came away with an understanding that when Jesus loves you, uh, oh, my God, as they say, ain't nothing you can do about it, and it doesn't get any better than that. And then secondly, we came back last week and we broke it down a little bit more and gave you the I letter, which stood for the word ideal, plus a whole lot of other words that started with I. Am I right, Pastor Key? Oh, yeah, 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 because God wants us to have an ideal abundant life. He came so that we could have what? Uh, and have it more abundantly. And so we said to, we reminded you that he had plans uh, to include increase in our lives. So don't, don't, don't go looking too sad because you don't see anything happening because God still has a plan and he's included you. And we did talk about the word inclusion. Amen. Because we understood that God uh, has included us in his master plan. And, but, 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 but we also told you all that in order to uh, move in God, uh, that it became our job, in other words, our responsibility, that we have to be intentional about how we live for Jesus. Uh, I think we, we, we helped somebody out uh, for the last two weeks, and we hope that this morning we can do a little more of the same so today we make it to the F in the word life uh, and in our series and our subtitle today is going to be from failure to fulfillment. Oh, I hope that helps somebody uh, this morning because we know uh, that there's somebody who is listening, somebody maybe on our social media platforms, maybe somebody who is here in the space uh, who has come in this place and you thought that that your failure was final. God, oh God, y'all got to help me preach this morning. But inquiring minds want to know, has anybody ever looked at, uh, ever looked uh, after having some uh, for, uh, failure and, and looked for that fulfillment, all right? Uh, and and you, you thought that uh, it was not going to be possible after you had failed. Uh, well, Pastor Keith is going to take the first leg of the message and he's going to to talk to you about the subject of failure. Amen, amen, and amen. You know, I know something about the word failure. I just want y'all to know that. There's been more than a few times in my life, Brother Fred, where I experienced the agony of defeat. Y'all know what the agony of defeat is. Uh, uh, you know, back in my college years, my undergraduate college years, because I'm still in school, but uh, after leaving high school as an honor graduate, only I got in college to receive my first failing grade as a struggling electrical engineer. The first fail. I was an honor steward, Brother, brother Allen, and, and, but I got my first F uh, that, that year. I, 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 I felt it when I 
stepped into trying to be an entrepreneur and I created my own business in real estate and I was a real estate investor as well as an agent as well as a mortgage officer. I, I felt it then. I, I felt failure. I loved the work and I loved the results it produced in my life. But when the housing market crashed, Brother Sultan, uh, the economy turned upside down and people wouldn't loan you money and the job market caved in and everything crashed in. It, it took me and my business with it. I, I know I've got some, some folk out there who are going to be sorry for me after a while. Uh, you know, I, I watched my first property uh, and, and there were good, good properties. I watched the first one go into foreclosure. And uh, I felt like I had fallen into an abyss or fallen like that lady down on the TV where she said, I've fallen, help, and I can't get up. I, I felt like I was trapped forever. I felt like I was a failure. Uh, and it was during those times in my life where when I tried to get closer to God by deeply examining my own faults, against his unfailing love. It seemed as though the constant friction of failure was sending me deeper and deeper into depression. Mm, yeah, I know something about that. That depression was robbing me of the joy I knew my heart could feel. Maybe you've never been in that state before. Maybe you haven't lived long enough, but just keep on living. It's going to hit you somewhere down the road. I felt like telling the world that failure is a flabbergasting and it's exhausting and, and that failure definitely ain't fair. I know somebody knows something about that. You'll say amen later on. Uh, but I read, uh, hallelujah, in Proverbs 24 and 16. Sister D.D. where it said that the godly may trip or they may fall seven times, but they will get back up again. Hallelujah. But one disaster is enough to throw, uh, overthrow the wicked. So the godly can get up. But the wicked may be overthrown just by one time. This message was, Pastor I, an encouragement to my fainting heart. It was God sending or allowing tests in my life. It was God sending or allowing circumstances in my life. It was God sending or allowing experiences in my life so that I could be a living testimony. I don't know about you, but I hope somebody is getting this, that you got the test. Now you can have the testimony. God will send or he will allow things to happen in your life so that you can take your test and move it to testimony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see, even though it looked like I had failed, me, the person who thought he was above failure, it looked like I had failed. Well, what I needed to see was that it was not failure I needed to see it was not failure. It was not failure. You only fail when you refuse 
to get back up again. And my Bible tells me that the godly, that's me and you, and uh, you may fall down, but as the theologian songwriter said, Donnie McClurkin, you fall down, but you can get up. Hallelujah. I want y'all to just hear me now. We don't want to get caught up on the number seven because uh, in the text, this is, is read, it's a symbolic seven times. Because you're going to fall more than seven times in your life. Uh, it, it's symbolic because we fall many times and many times and many times. And over and over and over again. You young kids, y'all may not have seen it yet. But you're going to have failure in your life over and over again. Don't let it hold you down. We still rise again above all the issues. And the circumstances of life. Because we are people of God. And he is our helper. He is our deliverer. He is our sustainer. And when he lets life trips us up. He will bring us out of our issues. So our advice to the house this morning is. To change your perspective on how you see failure. We need to. Remember that failure is nothing more than a setback, and a setback is nothing more than a setup ready for a comeback. Did you hear me? Don't get stuck down there because God got something better for you. I'm a witness. I wouldn't be where I am today if it had not been for him. Somebody needs to hear this today. That failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of it. Failure is not the opposite of success. It's a part of it. In fact, I heard on a poem somewhere that success is failure turned inside out. It's not a loss. It's a gain. You learn. You'll change and you grow from it. Failure may not look fair and failure is not final unless you refuse to get back up again. You can move from failure to fulfillment when you do. I'm, I, I, you know how I am, so I got one more quick thing to say and I'm going to get out of the way, but uh, Charles Stanley, one of my favorite theologians, said once that you are not doomed to failure and to believe otherwise is to remain in needless, painful bondage. So we came here to tell you that God is a God of fulfillment. How many of y'all know God is a God of fulfillment? He will fulfill his word. He will never let his word go void. And so he is a God of fulfillment. And Stanley also says something that we wholeheartedly agree with. And that statement is that the truth is that you cannot wander too far. You cannot fail too many times or exceed God's forgiveness. Why? Because he restores you to fellowship as though nothing 
had ever happened. I want somebody to hear that this morning. He restores us, all of us, to fellowship as though nothing ever happened. Yeah, I had some things that looked like to man that I would have fallen and never gotten back up. But let me tell you, God is a God of restorement. He is a God that will restore you to fellowship. I'm a living witness, a living witness that that one F that I made back in that very first semester that I was in college did not turn to keep me from becoming an electrical engineer. I got my stuff together. God showed me what to do. And then he took me on to other uh, degrees and things and jobs that were but were wonderful because God was in it. And when God is in it, we can win it. Come on, Pastor. Oh, yes. Praise God, Pastor Keith. <laughs> he continued to carry you through. Of course, it is my job here as I stand before you to take a look at our other text in, uh, the, in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter number 31. Uh, if you all are not aware or, or maybe you have forgotten, but the book of Deuteronomy is a pivotal work. It's a pivotal work in the Bible because it really does function, Pastor Keith, as a reminder to the Israelites that God has made a covenant with them. And now this is what they must do. They must carry the covenant out of the wilderness and into the promised land land. Uh-huh. It, it really does. Um, if you read it in its entirety, it is uh, made up of what's considered three lengthy speeches uh, or sermons, if you will, uh, uh, written and, and, and spoken by good old Moses. And you all know Moses has been their leader for the last 40 years. Um, in this book, uh, Reverend Denise, uh, Moses is the exhorter. He exhorts to the children of Israel uh, how, the, how to be faithful to the covenant uh, between them and Yahweh. Uh, you see, that was pivotal. That was important. That was crucial that they take what they had learned in the wilderness uh, into uh, the promised land. Uh, I, I think you said it, Pastor Keith, uh, when you learn something in your time of failure and your time of defeat, it can still serve you in your hour of fulfillment. Oh, I think I said something right there. Somebody better write that down. Hallelujah to, to Jesus. So chapter 31 in our text, what it really does, Brother CJ, is that it recounts the third and final speech that Moses allowed to make to the nation. You all will remember Moses at this time is 120 years old. Oh, yes, he is. Uh-huh, but he begins, he begins the speech with the ritual of curses and blessings uh, dependent on covenant compliance. Uh, that means if they do what they're supposed to do, then then blessings will shall be upon them. Oh, somebody better get that. He also charges them to be faithful in the future. Yes, 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 in the future. That what has not yet been revealed, not yet seen, you haven't gotten there, but you know that you still need to be faithful before you get there. Ah, okay, okay. And then the final thing that he does in this third speech is that he commissions Joshua as his replacement. 
Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. God had a succession plan for Moses. You see, in other words, what we really see in the text is that Moses is fading from the scene, amen, and Joshua is coming to the forefront after having the OJT. You all know OJT is on the job training, and he is now to take on the lead role to get the children of Israel from where they are into the promised land. And that's where we are in the text. Moses did then, and I I kind of liken it uh, to, to what we do in our own nation, even now uh, uh, in the 21st century on Inauguration Day, Sister Fran, uh, when one president is leaving office um, and the other one is taking center stage. You see, Moses gathers the people around, and really what he is doing is passing the baton to Joshua. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, it, it, his successor, and as he passes the baton to Joshua, he's giving him all the rights and, and all the privileges, and Lord have mercy, all the authority that he had as a leader. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 see, see, we call it the peaceful transfer of power. Amen, amen. Uh, uh, so, 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 so what, what, what the, what the spirit was beginning to show me in the text uh, as I was reading and I was studying and, and meditating is that uh, Joshua uh, and, and the people were in a posture of transition. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a posture uh, of transition. Uh, whenever church, whenever we find ourselves leaving one situation uh, to begin another, even, 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 even if it's something that you prayed for, even if it's something that you asked God for, uh, even if it's something that you've been, been believing for a long time, it can really still be a little bit unsettling, Pastor Keith. Uh, uh, what am I talking about? I'm talking about when you are in a space of transition. Uh, it'll feel like sometimes some anxiety still may come up in your spirit. Uh, you still may get a little nervous uh, when you think about it. Uh, you, you, you are not sure what's next. Um, and sometimes you get a little apprehensive about what are the next steps. Uh, you, you're not sure where all the potholes might be. Uh, you can't figure out where the landmines are hiding. Uh, simply put, you just don't know what the future holds, uh, but I came to tell somebody uh, that thanks be to God uh, that he knows our future. Ah, yeah, yeah, Pastor Keith, uh, Pastor Keith, so that is where, this is really where Deuteronomy uh, jumps in in verse number eight. Uh-huh, they're about to, they're transitioning from one leader to another, they're transitioning from one place to another, and so now, and so now Moses, after he has talked to the people, he now speaks to Joshua, and the people are listening. And what he says, what he says uh, is that if they are going to be the fulfillment of possessing the land which has been promised to their ancestors, uh, then they're going to have to do three major things. And he put it in one verse that could take them from failure to fulfillment. 
Ah, what'd he say? What'd he say? What'd he say? See, 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 because I want you all to hear this. Somebody needs to hear and understand this. Uh, uh, because sometimes when we read the Bible, well, we think that everybody in there got it all right. Uh, when we read the Bible, we think that everybody in there was holy. Uh, when we read the Bible, sometimes we see them uh, as God's right-hand man. Uh, but can I tell you all that the Israelites, uh, they didn't always get it right. Uh, and they didn't always listen well. Uh, in other words, they were disobedient. They were hard-headed. They were stubborn. They were all of that. But God, but God, ah, he still, even in that time, even when the half of the time they were complaining and the other half of the time they did what was right in their own eyes. I think I'm on to something here. Uh, but but here they are about uh, still, even with all of that. Uh, I know somebody is sitting there saying, you know what? Uh, I haven't always gotten it right either. Uh, I, I made a few missteps every now and then. Uh, but I just come to tell somebody that even with that, uh, the Israelites were still, Reverend Veronica, about to go to the next dimension. Thus God was using them to fulfill uh, his promise. Amen. Uh, so, 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 so what? What I told you, there's three things, three things. Uh, there's three things. Uh, I, the first thing I want you all to tell, I want you to write it down if you take notes, uh, that they had to fear not. Uh -huh. I read it for you uh, right there in the text. Fear, fear not. Uh, you see, and we hear this phrase being repeated over and over and over again, both in the book of Deuteronomy and when we move forward into the book of Joshua. Why? Why? Because we all have a tendency, to, it's a natural tendency to fear the unknown and want to turn around and find our comfort zones. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, yep, sometimes our comfort zone is, is just laying in our bed uh, and pulling the covers up over our faces, uh, pulling our chairs down uh, and not moving. Uh, I'm, can I tell you that even if your comfort zone is in the wilderness, uh, we'd rather have that sometime than to go forward in the name of Jesus. Uh, even if it means going back into slavery, uh, even if it means being addicted to drugs again, uh, sometimes we'll go to that uh, before we will uh, let go of the fear and move forward in faith. Ah, there are moments when we will forfeit what's ahead because we are familiar with what is now. Oh, Lord, 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 y'all working me. You're working me this morning. Ah, uh, but every time, every time, uh, can I help somebody? Every time a change occurs in life, uh, you embark upon a transition journey that can resemble the very seasons uh, that we see in nature. Uh, you know, the winters, uh, the summers, uh, the spring, uh, and the fall seasons. Uh, see, we were never meant to live in the summer season. See, we like the summer season, Minister Matt, uh, because it's warm and it's sunny uh, and the flowers are booming and the birds are chirping uh, and it's all, you can go to the beach uh, and you can sit by the water and you can have a good time. Uh, but I came to tell somebody that life is not full of just summers, uh, that winter is coming and it's about to be cold and hard and frozen and bland and white and still but I still came to tell somebody be ready to embrace it as an invitation to where your improvement is still possible 
I don't know who I came. I don't know who I came to talk to this morning, uh, Pastor Keith, but I, I hope I'm talking to somebody. You see, God is saying in this season of transition that we must place faith over our fears so that we may see what he has in store for us. Just because it's hard and it's difficult and it's demanding and it's stressful doesn't mean we cannot grow in it. Ah, 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 grab a hold of it. Grab a hold of these nuggets. Uh, yeah, you know, we know, we know, we know Pastor Keith has already been transparent and he's already talked about how he has fallen in the past. Uh, and I know I've fallen in the past. Uh, and I so know some of you all too have fallen in the past. Uh, we understand that it's hard sometimes to get up. Uh, it's hard to move again. Uh, it's hard to feel the joy again. Uh, but if we are going to follow the word of God uh, through the voice, voice of Moses, uh, we have to lose the faith, uh, um, lose the fear, and pick up our faith. Uh, do not fear or be discouraged. Uh, our God, uh, can I tell somebody this, uh, that our God did not give us uh, a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, our first word, uh, and a sound mind from 2 Timothy 1 and 7. All right, all right, don't fear, don't fear, don't fear, nah, or fear not. Uh, my second thing is I want to tell you this. Uh, make, make note of this. Uh, you got to follow his lead. Uh, we, 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 we saw it. We, we read it in the text uh, that he would go before the people. Yes, that, that's, that's what Moses said that God had told him. So, so when we are in the space of transition, uh, we need to be mindful that God is able to go before us. Uh, what are you saying, Pastor? I, I don't quite get it. Uh, I'm telling you is that he will meet us there. Uh, 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 in other words, when God is in the midst of our transitions, uh, we, we really don't need to fear. Uh, we, we, we need to move fear to the side, uh, and we need to follow his lead. Uh, can you imagine? Can you imagine, Pastor Keith, how comforting it must have been for Joshua to hear the words and for the Hebrew children who had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years to know that the Lord God Almighty, uh, that Yahweh uh, would be with them even as they entered into the promised land, uh, a place they had never seen before, a place they had never imagined, but it was a place that God had promised that would be flowing with milk and honey uh, and he has established uh, for them to live. Uh, oh, can I remind somebody of this? Uh, oh, I'm going to take y'all back just a little bit. Uh, I don't even know if the children still do this anymore, but when I was a little girl, uh, Brother Rico, there was this little game, uh, uh, Brother Sultan, and we called it Follow the Leader. I, I don't know, maybe that was a whole different planet. Uh, maybe they don't do that anymore. But there was a game. Anybody remember, anybody remember Follow the Leader? All right, well, Follow the Leader. See, and then you know, it was a group of kids, everybody out there playing, and somebody suggests we do Follow the Leader. All right, and so what was So you pick, you pick somebody out of the group. Out of the group, they just like you. You five and six, and they five and six. And, and you pick them, and they say, okay, you lead us. And, and, and everybody uh, uh, would get in a 
line and you hold on to the person in front of you so you have somebody holding on to the back of y'all y'all used to play it like that and and hold on and 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 the leader would be out in front and they would take us uh wherever they wanted us to go uh, uh, some of them would would I, I remember take you into the into the uh, uh into the woods and you'd be ducking the branches and trying not to get hit in the head with a uh get to you know get a branch in your eye and 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 doing all of that kind of stuff because they would take you to those places then others would uh, take you out in the street and you're scared you you might get hit by a car or who knows what could happen to you but 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 one would take you in one direction and, and another would take you in another direction but as I thought about it as I, I got older and I thought about uh, uh, that game the thing about it was uh, uh, we trusted our leader even though they didn't always know where they were taking us uh-huh and we would we would just follow behind uh, just follow behind but but I started thinking about that in the in the now and I and I said well now that I'm a follower of Jesus Christ ow 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 now that I'm a follower of Jesus uh, we can believe that he knows exactly the path that we should take uh, he knows when to lead us uh, from the mountain uh, to the valley uh, and back to the mountain again uh, uh, he can meet us uh, in our season of plenty uh, and our season of lack uh, he can meet us uh, in our times of failure and guide us towards uh, our place of fulfillment uh, oh that ought to make some Somebody uh, jump up and slap five. Hallelujah this morning. Oh, I got great news this morning. That is great news for us today. Is that he went before Joshua and the children of Israel. And he spoke through Isaiah in Isaiah 45 and 2. Saying that I will go before you and make those rough places smooth. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Because you've been in some rough water. You've been through some hot fire. And you need to know that the Lord is able. He is able to smooth out those rough places in our lives. I, 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 I remember, I remember that uh, when I read that he, he had already gone before those newly released slaves in a pillar of cloud by night, uh, by day, and a pillar of fire by night. Oh, I read in his word that he has gone before kings, hallelujah, and military leaders, and led them in their time of battle. Somebody better follow the leader, and that man is Jesus. I know, I know, I know we are leaders in our own right. We are leaders in our own lives, leaders in our homes, leaders at work. We are leaders in our community. And we even have leaders in the household of faith. But we better uh, fine tune the art of following the leader. I'm talking about capital T, capital H, capital E, the leader. You know why? Because he's already there. Oh God, I hope that brings comfort to your spirit. Finally, 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 let me, let me, let me give you my third uh, point. What did I tell you? Fear not, right? We're going to fear not. 
That's an F word, right? Fear. We got to follow the leader. That's an F word, right? Uh-huh. My final point is this. I want you to feel his presence. You, you, you see, not, 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 only, not only is this my finale, but I think it's pretty fabulous. <laughs> Woo! That we can feel the presence of the Lord. And, and, and Brian Cage used to say, and I'm going to get my blessing right now. Anybody here need a right now blessing? Oh, God. Okay, okay, okay. You see, the text teaches us, uh, the text teaches us that uh, God promises never to leave uh, Never to forsake. Am I, am I right? Did, did I get that right? Did I, did I read that? Did your Bible say what my, my Bible says that? Okay. All right. All right. So, so what, what, I've, what I've learned, what I've learned is that that, that statement is, is written in the Old Testament and it shows up in Hebrews in the New Testament. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you that throughout the story, the message doesn't change. Ah, ah circumstances change people change situations change but the me- oh y'all working me y'all working me today I'm gonna have to go home and take a nap hallelujah I found out for myself sister Elaine that he has never left me in a failure laden circumstance am I right about it am I right about it who, who I'm right about it. Even, even in a moment when I felt like I felt like that God had checked out of my life. Anybody honest to say sometime you felt like God had maybe checked out? Glory. I, 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 I soon discovered, Pastor Keith, that it was I who was looking at the wrong thing. Because he was still there. And once again, once again, can I tell you all, this is just a reminder. I want to repeat some stuff because uh, repetition is good for our remembering. uh, That we might forget to fear not. And, And we may even every now and then fail to follow his lead. But whatever you do, saints of God, always do your best to be sensitive to the feeling of his presence. (laughs) You see, in life we have seasons and cycles of of ups and of downs. That there will be times of elation and times of deflation. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's life. But I read in his word that in his presence I can have fullness of joy. I know in his presence, Deacon Phil, that there shall be peace in the midst of my storm. I know in his presence that there is light in my time of darkness in his presence my mess can
become my message. In his presence, Pastor Keith, our test can become our triumphs. Say amen, somebody. In his presence, our failures, our mix-ups, our mess-ups can become his fulfillment. Can I tell y'all something? Hold on just a second, Pastor Keith. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang, hang on in there with me. Um, I, 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 this whole situation. I said, well, Lord, 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 well, I, I know, I, I, I get that, I get that. But, but, but I know, I know that you have uh, had, had, had situations too that, 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 were, that, were, that were bad. They, they, they were, they were, uh, that would make somebody fear. And, 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 and make them faint and, and make them hurt. Uh, he said, he said, uh, can, I, can I tell you, daughter, he said, uh, think about, think about when I hung on the cross over 2,000 years ago, there were people standing around and they, they were taking in what was happening to me. He said to many of the onlookers, he looked like a failure. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said, but under the blood, under the water, under the thorns, <laughs> under the pain, under the spear, under the nails, <laughs> Under the spit, under the taunting, and under the torment, he said, I, he said, I, he said, I, I was a fulfillment yeah. of prophecies told centuries, yeah. a long, 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 long time ago. fulfillment of don't let those failures see it look like one thing but it really was a whole other situation F stands for from failure to fulfillment in Jesus name God said, Amen. 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 